Welcome back to This Stuff Matters. And today we're talking about... Climate change. Does it exist? Is it a thing? Well, we'll find out because we have a guest today who's Dr. Yates. Insert applause here. Welcome back to Lily and Liv's This Stuff Matters. Today we have a special guest with us. Would you introduce him, Lily? Today we have Dr. Yates with us. Insert applause. Thank you. <laughs> um, Dr. Yates, can you tell us a little bit about your background in science? In science. I um, became very interested in science growing up on a farm in the Oklahoma Panhandle, driving a tractor. And I got in trouble a lot of times when I would get off the tractor and chase lizards and things, and my dad would drive by. But that uh, really uh, wanted me to learn more about biology. So I got a degree in biology. I got a master's degree in biology education and got my doctorate in um, science education with an emphasis on my research areas, actually uh, evolution misconceptions. But I'm very interested in um, global warming. Okay. And climate change. And you're good at talking about misconceptions, so this is perfect. Indeed. Because there's a lot going around in the media right now. We just had the climate, like, Earth Day riots. Mm-hmm. Lots of people were let out of school. And so it's a hot topic right now. It is a very hot topic. And uh, it's very interesting because there's a lot of youth out there that are leading uh, the surge uh, for people to learn more about global warming. And it's becoming less of the idea that uh, global warming is just a myth, um, a misconception. And with so many people out there in front pushing the agenda, uh, people are starting to research and see that it is a valid scientific principle with a tremendous amount of evidence supporting it. Yeah. Do you think that this topic is over-politicized? I think it's extremely over-politicized. Um, in our world today. And I, I, I have a little article here. I, w- I would like to note that. Surely. Okay. Um, there was an intelligent analysis at, uh, analyst at the State Department in Washington and recently resigned his post in July after the White House blocked his report on national security implications of global warming. Uh, his name was Dr. Rod Schoonover. And he was interviewed by CBS News. Um, um, And um, he was an intelligent analyst. And uh, he was looking Mm -hmm. at security risk with climate change uh, doing research. So Congress called on him to testify. And he had a uh, 10-page document in which he was going to testify in terms of how global warming, which is currently uh, in existence, uh, climate change, could affect national security. And before he testified, uh, the administration uh, looked over it and asked him to remove five pages of his testimony. And those five pages, he said, dealt with the science of global warming. They didn't want that uh, to be uh, out there. Uh, What President uh, Trump later called junk science. And so it's extremely, extremely politicized. And he later uh, quit because of that incident. Dang. Hey, it's clearly making a, a really big impact in how people are voting also. Very much so. And how people are getting hired and fired mm-hmm. and things like that. So obviously it's something that's really important to us 
but I think a lot of people don't know why it's important. Um, so, well, let's just let's just jump into these questions, yeah. Lily. So, what is what is our first question? Our first question that is you know set foundation for this is is climate really an issue? Do we really need to be worried about our climate? Um, indeed, we do, and and I'll give you some uh, scientific evidence as to why, uh, in terms of change of climate over time. This past July, um, here in Oklahoma, it, it wasn't that bad. We've had much uh, hotter um, months. I remember uh, 2011 in particular, in which that summer we had over 40 days above 100 degrees. But uh, recent uh, data crazy. that was collected by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has put July of 2019 as the hottest month worldwide on record. Dang. Yes, on oh, record. Oh, yeah, because I remember in Europe, they had a massive heat wave and it was for like two weeks and they've never had anything really like that before. Yeah. And in addition to that, um, June was the hottest month uh, for a June ever recorded. And just this last month, um, September was the hottest September ever recorded. And so, you know, those, those, some people will say that's anomalies, but if you look at the data that's been collected by scientists, uh, 20 of the world's hottest years um, have been recorded since 1995. And um, the last 50 years have been the hottest half century, 50 years out of the last 6,000 years, based on scientific evidence that we have. So yes, uh, global warming is uh, a very real issue, a very important issue with a lot of different um, results due to global warming. Dang, okay, well, Liviana, would you like to ask the next question that we have regarding this uh, climate? Since now we've addressed that it is an issue, what, are, uh, what else do we got? Well, I just want to say, first of all, that's I didn't realize that Oklahoma was that hot <laughs> and um, even living here. But I'm not usually here in the summer, so that's probably why. Mm -hmm. But our second question, and this really has to do with um, how each, well, each generation seems to have a bit of a different reaction to this issue. Um, but within each generation, there are misconceptions about what climate change is, what global warming is. So what are some common misconceptions you know of about the climate issue? Um, there are a number of misconceptions and a lot of these misconceptions, going back to the concept of politicized science, have been put forth uh, by various entities. Um, just a little data. Uh, latest estimate is that the world's five largest publicly owned oil and gas companies spend about $200 million each year on lobbying to control, delay, or block binding climate-motivated policy. And why is that? Because science tells us the primary um, instigator of global warming is human um, generated carbon dioxide that's put into the air. And a good bulk of that comes from what? From oil and gas. And so, so they would lose money. You no, know, very much so. It's very uh, similar to uh, the tobacco issue back in the 1950s and 1960s when we tied tobacco to cancer and yet the cigarette companies delayed, delayed, delayed uh, because they knew if, uh, if the, the, the uh, um, 
society believed that this was true, that they would lose a lot of money. And so the same thing we see now. So some misconceptions um, are um, that this climate change is just part of our natural cycle. Um, but science has debunked that because a study using 700 climate records showed that over the last 2,000 years, the only time the climate all around the world has changed at the same time and in the same direction has been in the last 150 years with over 98% of the surface of the planet warming. Oh, okay? shoot. So a lot of scientific study went into that. Another um, misconception is that CO2 is just a very small percent in the atmosphere, about 0.04%. And that certainly couldn't be causing global warming. Um, but um, back in 1856, a, a scientist, American scientist, Eunice uh, Foote, she conducted an experiment in which she put glass containers of various gases in the sun with a thermometer and found that the temperature greatly increased with carbon dioxide as opposed mm -hmm. to uh, to other um, gases that she tested. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, very in, in important um, that we curtail our, uh, our influx of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. A common misconception that's put out there is that scientists manipulate the data to show that Car or that uh, global warming is occurring. And um, that um, is somewhat preposterous, but because in order to do that, there would have to be thousands of scientists involved in doing so, and also hundreds of uh, countries which research global warming. And it's just not. Uh, and you don't think that's possible? I, I don't think that is possible. And, and science has has looked over the data. You know, what science does, certainly the data changes. Uh, that's how science operates. Uh, the processes of science produce the uh, knowledge of science. Knowledge is going to enhance the processes. And so over time, uh, our tools become more um, reasonable in terms of collecting data. And science, uh, certainly the data we've collected 100 years ago has been uh, critiqued. Uh, and uh, we're collecting data today that uh, may not match data we found um, hundreds of years ago um, in our scientific journeys, but that's the way science works. And so there's no evidence out there that the, the, the results of science are being manipulated by scientists. In fact, 97% of um, scientists that work in climatology um, they um, state unequivocally that it's uh, human-produced carbon dioxide that is, that is fostering this uh, trend in global warming. What percent of scientists is that again? 97%. Wow. Can't miss that number. That is, <laughs> that is straightforward. Dang. One more misconception is that it won't, it won't affect us in our lifetime or won't affect us in any way if, it, if it's true. I think people are thinking it's a very small amount and it won't affect us. So what would you say to those people? I would say that they are incorrect because... You're being um, incorrect. <laughs> because global warming, climate change, is certainly affecting us um, even now. Um, examples. Uh, it's affecting the Earth's surface temperature. 
It's affecting the ocean's temperature, which in turn is affecting the life that lives in the ocean. Just a study that came out yesterday by the National Audubon Society was talking about the influence of global warming on uh, bird populations. Mm -hmm. And it predicts a dire future for North American bird populations if climate change isn't slowed. It says no. if Earth continues to warm according to current trends, which the, the um, prognosis is that Earth's temperature will rise uh, 3 degrees Celsius, 5.4 degrees Fahrenheit by the year 2100, more than two-thirds of North America's bird species, 800 to 900 species, mm -hmm. will be vulnerable to extinction due to range loss, due to temperature increase. Yeah. And they kind of pointed towards the state birds, you know, the scissor-tailed flycatchers, the state right. bird of Oklahoma, said 13 of the 50 American state birds may not be able to inhabit the state in which they live because of that. Dang. Well, with like all this happening and all that's happened, do you think that, I mean, people are like calling on everyone, okay, we need to change. Change has to happen. Do you think that change is even feasible at this point? Or do you think we've passed the point of change? Well, uh, if you watch the the news, um, you, you will see various opinions on that. But uh, change must happen. Uh, it's feasible. You know, maybe not so much to reverse uh, this global warming, but to at least slow it down or perhaps even even stopping it. And it's going to take a, uh, a worldwide effort in order to do that. Um, and to begin that, uh, people have got to realize that this is happening. You know, our planet is heating up. Um, investing a lot of money in mitigation. Uh, it's estimated about 2.5% of the global gross domestic product uh, for the next two decades will have to go to curtailing this rise in temperature, which means what? Decreasing yeah. the amount of um greenhouse gases that we're putting into the air man-made stuff yeah okay well since this is all happening this definitely is affecting obu and us obu students here so what do you think that obu students can do to help this issue you know a lot of times people think well i'm just one person out of about seven or eight billion um, you know, yep. what I do won't matter, but it does. Um, I read a quote that if every person in the world just put a drop of water in a bucket, that bucket would be full in a very short period of time. And same thing here with the global warming. Some things you can do. Um, replace regular light bulbs with fluorescent bulbs. Um, what you're trying to do is eliminate energy usage, which puts carbon dioxide into the air. Drive less, walk more, uh, recycle. Um, you can save about 2,500 pounds of carbon dioxide per year by recycling just half of your household waste. Uh, use less hot water. Really quick back on the recycling. Yeah. How, how good is Oklahoma at recycling? Seems like they're not amazing at it. Um, I, I am not <laughs> okay. sure. Yeah, I know um, it's not good. <laughs> I, I've known in certain communities I've lived there were recycling, and then I've noticed the recycling I used to do here, that particular plant or entity has moved elsewhere. So mm -hmm. I am not sure exactly how well Oklahoma does in recycling. Yeah. But we could all do more. Oh, yeah. I just now, um, at my house, like where I like stay 
when I'm not at school, just now got recycling like Did this you? past year because my they were like, we're not going down your street because of blah, blah, blah. So that was really frustrating. But then we got it this year and now it's like super exciting because we yeah. can finally recycle. And, you know, there's other issues with recycling. Uh, you may be aware of the giant island of plastic mm-hmm. that's in the ocean. And that is a serious, serious problem as well. Uh, other things, adjust your thermostat. Move it up two degrees in the uh, summer. Move it down two degrees in the winter to save energy. And very important, plant a tree. Plant, plant a, a tree. Yeah. Be a tree hugger. That's like it. you, Dr. Yates. Indeed. <laughs> the Lorax. The Lorax. Yes. Dr. Seuss was a Who doesn't love a tree? Oh, okay? amen. Because what happens? <laughs> trees carry on photosynthesis. And in carrying on photosynthesis, they take in carbon dioxide and they store it in there in the form of an organic molecule. So what do trees, plants do? They pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. And look at this summer. What happened down in the Amazon this summer? Uh, didn't they? Like, we lost a lot of trees. Oh, like, there goodness. was a giant fire. Just so so many were, trees. I read one time, and I still have a hard time believing this. At one point this summer, there were 13,000 fires plus in Brazil alone. And what's happening? They're destroying the Amazon River Basin, destroying those trees, putting a tremendous amount of sequestered carbon dioxide back into the atmosphere, which is contributing to global warming. So plant a tree. What a tree, guys. Well, just personally to you, what does this issue mean? What does it mean to you? Global warming, um, climate change, I I think it's something that, um, you know, being a biologist and I really uh, am interested in life on our planet, I kind of uh, migrate towards, you know, living things and how it's going to affect them, not just humans, in terms of species uh, extinction and failure of species to be able to live in a certain area. I think Um, If this is not curtailed, and and who knows how long a time period is available uh, for us to do this, then um, the planet Earth is going to go through another major extinction process. And that is something that concerns me. That's pretty scary. Yeah. That's uh, hardcore. It is indeed. Well, climate change is really a hot topic. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, Dr. Yates. Um, I really appreciate it. He's actually my biology professor, everyone. So Indeed. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and hopefully I won't be your biology professor. Again, yeah. <laughs> we, we are crossing our fingers on that one. Yeah. Um, but do you have any last words to say to anyone or questions for us at all? Um, what, what are your views of global warming? Have you been influenced one way or another? Uh, I've heard a lot about more on the side of it's not real, but now that with all this information, I'm really going to have to consider it and just sit down and think about all that I can do to Mm -hmm. just be better to my planet because I live on it. So I want to protect it. I know. I think it definitely, for some people, they think it's just inconvenient not to do or inconvenient to do things like recycling and, um, planting trees and all of that. And when you think about the lasting effect that it has on the world, it's really not an inconvenient thing. You know, um, humans are meant to to take care of the place they're in. and Just like Adam and Eve took care of the garden. Yep. So I think we can be a lot kinder to our earth. And personally, I, I really, I've heard both sides, so I'm, I'm still kind of wrestling with it. But this helps. I mean, there's 
love I love hard data. So we've got some for you and, this and week. I would suggest to your listeners and you as well. Um, you know, when you pull up climate change, global warming on the internet, go to primary data. Go to the science areas where they are collecting the data, like the National Oceanic and um, and National Aeronautic and Oceanic uh, um, Association or NASA has some work in that area too. Go to the scientific entities that are collecting data and not just the secondary sources that may be politically motivated. Thank you so much, Dr. Yates. This was really great. And we're so grateful to have you on This Thank Stuff you. Matters. Glad to be here. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.